Welcome to Humboldt Last Week. My name is Miles Cochran. This is an audio rundown of Humboldt's last seven days of news, a way to get caught up on your own time. Thank you for subscribing on iTunes and SoundCloud or however else you get podcasts. Please tell a friend. And of course, you can listen, connect, and even check out new music playlists at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Support this week comes from Bongo Boy Studio, where many of Humboldt's finest musicians have come to record for the last 15 years. Bongo Boy also manufactures CDs and DVDs for artists, organizations, and filmmakers right here in Humboldt County. Give them a call, 839-5090, or visit their website, bongoboystudio.com. I'm jumping right in with this one, which is just stirring up so much emotion in the community. New developments after I brought this up last week. An HSU student was stabbed and killed off campus at a house party. One of the victim's friends told North Coast News he thinks the crime was racially motivated. The victim was black. The suspect was white. The victim's friend said white people were, quote, accusing this victim based off of the color of his skin of stealing a phone. The victim's friend also alleged that a week before the incident, the suspect had attacked another person of color with a bottle over the head for no reason. The suspect pled not guilty to murder, and as far as I'm aware, he's not yet been able to address the accusation that he's racist. A celebration of life was held for the victim at HSU. Big Brothers Big Sisters is looking for guys that want to be mentors to kids that could use a positive influence. People that could hang out with the kiddos and ride bikes, go to the beach, watch movies, play video games, stuff like that. Sounds fun. They're looking for 16 male mentors. I'll post a link to more info at HumboldtLastWeek.com. You might have seen some cool looking clouds that were like cartoonish waves or some pictures of them, at least along the Humboldt skyline. That was pretty awesome. National Weather Service told Loco those are pretty rare. The sheriff's office is looking into those fires at structures around Hoopa High School. They said that one of them was definitely arson. The others were probably arson. If you know anything about that, call them. The owners of the pink breast cancer awareness tow truck that was destroyed are saying they're going to replace it. Maybe you heard the tow truck was set on fire after masked criminals allegedly stole it at gunpoint near Hoopa. That pink rig that was used by the company Buddies was a tribute to the owner's cancer surviving wife. They even donate to breast cancer charities with every tow. They told Channel 3 they're definitely going to replace it. If you want to fly to Portland for a little bit less this summer, Penn Air is offering a deal for travel there from our airport for the months of July and August. 99 bucks each way. You have to book before May 4th if you want that deal. I noticed these uh, funny photos going viral on Reddit of this family recreating a childhood photo. I had no idea there was a local tie when I first saw it. The old picture shows these kiddos in overalls with no undershirts, which is totally adorable, right, as kids. But then whenever you see these grown-ass men with beards and overalls and no undershirts, it's just funny. Especially when one of them recreated that ridiculous bowl cut us boys used to rock back in the day. Lo and behold, Kim Kemp pointed out these guys are from Fortuna. Well, more money is going towards helping people that get out of jail. Another 400K for that. Officer Bill Damiano told Channel 3, quote, If we can get offenders into programs that help them address their substance abuse issues and put them into safe and sober housing so they don't go back to their antisocial friends, they don't go back to their criminal behaviors. This is really sad. The local community is mourning the loss of Bicycle Bob. 
You probably saw him around Fortuna, the fellow with his signature safety vest and hat. He'd cruise around collecting recycling. Redheaded Black Belt has info about his memorial. It's coming up on the 29th. People in Eureka are worried about the potential of some psycho running around skinning cats alive. People found a kitty in really gory shape. Photos were noted as graphic. I chose not to click in. How about you? Poor thing is being taken care of by a vet and other quality caring people. Kim Kemp reported that Eureka Animal Control said not to panic and there is no evidence that injuries were human caused. If it was a human, someone is offering a thousand bucks for info leading to their arrest. Have you heard of the homicidal triad? Some experts think that kids that are cruel to animals, set fires, and wet the bed are more likely to be violent or predatory. It might even indicate becoming a future serial killer. But again, no definite word that a person skinned this cat in Eureka. Wow, four Eureka TV stations were sold to another media company. We're talking about the North Coast News stations, Fox and ABC, also the CW and Univision. It was Bonton that sold to Sinclair. Loco said the buyers lean politically conservative, and the New Deal came after the Trump-appointed Communication Commission eased back on some monopoly rules. Media Matters for America called the Trump-appointed FCC's new rules, quote, a giveaway to pro-Trump television groups. I saw in redheaded black belt some brazen guy in a mask decided to pepper spray the attendant at the 76 in McKinleyville and took off with money and a customer's bike. That butt face was feeling pretty bold, am I right? Well, a fellow that grew up in Humble is directing movies that get national reviews. Jacob Cooney grew up in Ferndale, and this week, Humble will host a couple of screenings of his new coming-of-age 80s comedy, Pitching Tense. The flick has definitely been getting national attention. Big names like Variety and the LA Times, they've reviewed it. I'll read the synopsis. In a working-class town in 1984, a high school senior's future creates a tug-of-war between his no-nonsense father and his crackpot guidance counselor until an encounter with a goddess helps him uncover his true destiny. I'll play a clip from the trailer that'll lead into an interview with the Humboldt-born director. I was beginning to worry about you. I gotta figure out what I'm doing because there's a good chance I might be working. Oh my god, you're really talented. You should really think about becoming an artist. That is a freaking masterpiece. You wanna waste your life? Fine! Tell me I need to start dreaming. That's what I'm doing. When the title gives off the high school hijinks, the summer fun, um, but the film itself is is full of heart. It's got a you know a great story. It's about you know following your dreams and and not wanting to you know, let people down around you. But ultimately, it's just you know you have to do things that make you feel good and you know, do the things that you want to do. And that's kind of the theme of the movie. I thought maybe we could run through a list of some of the cast members because they're great, and maybe you could just tell me what comes to mind whenever you think about working with them? Sure, not a problem. Okay, so first you've got Michael Grant, who plays the main character, and Variety said he kind of looks like a young Tom Cruise. Uh, he must be a little taller than Tom Cruise, though, right? Yeah, I'd say he's a little bit taller than Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, no, Michael Grant's uh, fantastic. He's um, you know an up-and-coming actor. He was on uh, Secret Life of American Teenager, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and a lot of uh, indie films. And he just kind of embodied the character of Danny and did a really great job, both with the comedic elements, but also you know had to really hit those serious moments as well, and he did a fantastic job. 
Now, Jim Norton plays the guidance counselor. He's a comedian who's worked on Inside Amy Schumer and Louie. What was he like to work with? He was fantastic. Um, he came in, you know, ready to work, knew exactly what he wanted to do, and he was uh, just great to bounce ideas off of. He came in and did some, you know, improv. I kind of let him do his thing. You know, he's a comedian, and as a professional, if you want to allow them to have a little fun, and, and uh, he came and did that. Yeah, so you mentioned, you know, his background is as a comedian, and you have to gauge what these people can do based on their background sometimes as a director, right? Because also, um, you know, the female lead, Samantha Basileri, she was a model, right? Correct. Yeah, she's a fashion model, photo model, was involved in the latest uh, Victoria's Secret campaign. So I didn't necessarily know what to expect when the producers and I were looking at her for the role, but... Once we saw her tape, you know, she killed it. So we knew that we had somebody who was more than, than just a pretty face. She had a lot going on. Boo Boo Stewart, you know, from Twilight is in this thing. Eric Allen Kramer, who's, you know, done some roles on Two and a Half Men, Seinfeld, that 70s show. Jonathan uh-huh. Lipnicki, who plays the kid from Jerry Maguire. You got him involved. What was he like to work with? He's fantastic. Very easy to work with. You know, like everybody else involved in the cast, they... You know, he did his research and showed up and was ready to go. Just very professional. And, you know, since then, we've we formed a really great friendship. And not only do we talk as friends, but we're also, you know, looking for uh, new projects to do together. It was just fantastic to work with. And a couple other super familiar faces in the trailer for this. Um, you've got Richard Reilly as the grandpa. And I, of course, love Office Space, as many do. You know, the guy with the jump to conclusions, Matt. That's so cool that you picked him up for the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've known him for, well, since I started. Um, he was actually in my very first feature that I did years and years and years ago. And since then, he's pretty much been in every movie that I've done. So whenever I can get him in somewhere, Joe Richard is one of my first phone calls. Right on. Yeah, a couple more. Uh, just Vincent Pastore, of course, from Goodfellas and The Sopranos. That's always a super recognizable face. Yeah, yeah. He was, um, you know, came in for a day on pitching tents and came in worked with myself and Jim Norton and you know we had a really good time you know I wasn't quite sure what to expect um, but he's a he's a really nice guy very talented and, and was ready to work and since then we've done another movie together and we want to keep it going right on and then finally you know just going down this IMDB list uh, the Farley brothers were involved in this too John and Kevin you know brothers of the comedy legend Chris Farley yes they're friends of uh, the producers and they came out for a couple of days and um, added uh, another layer of uh, comedic relief to the film, um, playing uh, two kind of uh, grumbly fishermen that uh, our characters um, run into throughout the film. Um, so uh, it was really fun to uh, to see them at work and, and work with them on doing some uh, some improv and you know just throwing lines back and forth. So it was uh, just a really good time. Well, pouring through the reviews, you know, I really liked this one from Film Philosopher, who just loved the performance you got out of the cast. I'll read from that. It says, quote, Everyone plays their character with an unexpected level of authenticity that I found myself actually getting invested in them. They also made comparisons to 10 Things I Hate About You and Dazed and Confused, so that has to feel good, right? Yeah, yeah, that review's really good. They, they understood the film, and they got what we were trying to do. And being compared to films like Dazed and Confused, that was the intention from the get-go, to kind of, you know, create the world and let the audience live in it um, and enjoy the story like those um, like those films did that they mentioned. And 
Yeah, like I said, having somebody recognize that is uh, very cool. Like you said, they got it. And then there were other people, you know, that maybe didn't get it. Variety and LA Times, they were maybe a little too harsh, in my opinion. Do you agree that maybe the film just was not created for them? Uh, I would agree. I would agree. The film was created for an audience who liked kind of light, fun, fair. You know, uh, LA Times and Variety, they're used to, you know, the big budget films or the, you know, the award-winning dramas. So, you know, for them, it wasn't the right film. For us, I don't think they were the right venue to have reviews from because they do look at films a little bit different. But, you know, it was good to hear their opinion about it. You know, you have to take the good with the bad, and, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree with, <laughs> with what they have to say. But so far, you know, those two specifically are the only uh, not-so-well-received reviews that we've gotten out of uh, a number of really great ones. Yeah, there's so many positive ones. You know, and when I go to Rotten Tomatoes, I don't know if you're like me, but I usually just look to see what the audience has to say more than what the critics have to say. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 all about, it's all about the viewers and how the audience reacts. Reviewers are, they're, they're critics. They're going to be hard on whatever they watch. And a lot of them kind of have a, a snobby attitude towards film. And so when you get a movie like Pitching Tents that comes across their desk, it's not their kind of movie up front. So some may already have like a preconceived notion about what the movie is going to be and what the story is and you know what their experience is going to be. The best way to watch a movie is in the theater with a group of people and, and you feel the energy and you, you hear the reactions. And that's, I, I think, the best way to, to catch this movie as well. You know, maybe not in the theater, but within a group setting in your home. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're, you know, alone in your house, hunched over a laptop, <laughs> you might get a different experience. Right. L.A. Times also said, you know, nostalgia is a hell of a drug and that it swam in the waters of the naughty, the taboo, and the decidedly not politically correct. So there were, like, kind of positives that were compelling to me in what they wrote anyway. There were positive things hidden within those, you know, but I've seen Variety and L.A. Times tear films apart. Um, so <laughs> yeah. their reviews of Fishing Tents were wider than what I have seen them do to other your films. So, you know... Although they weren't great reviews, I'm happy that they weren't just completely, you know, lambasting what we put together uh, yeah. all the way through. It doesn't influence us at all because, you know, Humboldt County is so excited about these screenings coming up here. Of course, you grew up in Ferndale, and then we've got these screenings, uh, one in Ferndale on the 22nd at the Old Steeple, and then another one at the Mill Creek in McKinleyville on the 26th. It must feel pretty mm -hmm. cool to have your hometown crowd showing up to support the flick, right? Yeah, no, it's it's um, it's really great. I'm excited that they're they're playing up there. Our distributor wasn't really targeting Northern California as a as an area to release the film, so I really pushed to make it happen. And you know, we set up the screening in Ferndale specifically, um, and then the one in McKinleyville is kind of an encore uh, for those who, who get out to uh, to Ferndale on the 22nd. The way that the film has rolled out has, I think, exceeded you know. Definitely my expectations, and also uh, the producers, and um, you know, so far the reactions have been really, really good. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to see it. And so um, I noticed on IMDb that you had a little experience early on working in Humboldt County on film, specifically on the Majestic. But what kind of experiences did you have working on movies in Humboldt? Majestic was the first 
Hollywood movie I had ever worked on. Um, you know, they shot in Ferndale. Um, I was going to college at the time down in Monterey Bay and um, had known that they were coming up to shoot the film, and it just so happened when I arrived in Ferndale um, the first day of spring break. That was the first day that they started shooting. So got to my house late at night, woke up really early, and immediately went to go check out the production there in Ferndale. And I was poking my nose around and meeting people, seeing that, you know, they had some local PAs, and then I managed to, you know, finagle face-to-face with one of the assistant directors, and they ended up hiring me to to work on the film for for that week, and then I went down to L.A. with them um, and worked a little bit on the film down there, um, and then went back to college. Took a little time away from classes, but my teachers were okay with the fact that I was I was taking time and actually working on the film, so... Um, so it worked out. What a great early on experience. You know, uh, a lot of us locals are probably going to be wondering as we head out to check out the screenings, um, does any of your sort of humble upbringing bleed through in the direction of pitching tents? Well, I, the film is about following your dreams. Um, it's set in a small town in Pennsylvania. In some ways, it kind of parallels my life and then following my dreams to become a filmmaker. Um, Ferndale was a was a, a big part of pushing me to do that. Brought me in with open arms and tried to foster the arts for me, you know, all through my life. So that was one of the reasons why I kind of fell in love with the material, because um, it kind of paralleled a little bit to my experience living in a small town and you know, aspiring to do, you know, big things. So that's that's one reason why I wanted to do Pitching Tents. It just really resonated with me. And then, you know, being from Ferndale and Having grown up on a dairy um, with my family, overall in my career, I think it's been the work ethic that kind of is all over the River Valley kind of helped push me to where I am today Um, because I'm constantly working, constantly pushing to do bigger and better things, have more experiences, meet new people. And I think uh, my experience growing up in Humboldt County definitely helped me to get where I'm at today. Well, I know in preparation to watch the movie, I'll be checking out some uh, 80s music, you know, trying to pump myself up. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention, Jake? Um, I think, you know, the only thing is, you know, go check out the movie. It's a really fun, heartfelt film. Grab your friends, grab your family, tell strangers. Just go check it out. Enjoy dinner before. Get some popcorn, a soda, some candy, and just enjoy the experience. Can't wait to do it, Jake. Hey, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Good deal. All right. Switching gears, it's time for Humboldt next week. Events coming up Sunday, the 23rd. Alice Dare Frazier and Natalie Haas at the Old Steeple in Ferndale. He's a fiddler who's worked on soundtracks for movies like Titanic and Last of the Mohicans, and she's an incredible cellist. Doors at 8.30. Tuesday, the 25th. Stand-up comedy at Vista Del Mar in Eureka, the old barfly location along the water there. Doors at 9. Wednesday, the 26th, Tom Russell at the Old Steeple. Tonight we fly. He's been covered by Johnny Cash and Katie Lang. Doors at 7.30. Wednesday, the 26th, the Brian Titus Trio at Redwood Curtain in Arcata. Rootsy singer-songwriter. Doors at 8. Wednesday, the 26th, that screening of Pitching Tents at the Mill Creek in McKinleyville. That's at 8.30. Thursday, the 27th, Craddy at Humbrews in Arcata. 
formerly a member of the Glitch Mob. That's bass music out of SoCal. Doors at 10. Friday the 28th, Melvin Seals and JGB at Humbrews. Jamming with the Jerry Garcia Band. Doors at 9.30. Saturday the 28th, Roller Derby at the Fairgrounds in Eureka. It starts at 6. Hey, thanks for listening. Definitely check out the Humboldt Last Week Facebook page for local content. Someone made a non-existent movie poster using a stunning picture of Fern Canyon, a goofy little Bigfoot post. Uh, before I go, can I just say that Humboldt has quality people? I walked out of work last week in Eureka. I found a note on my truck telling me about a super low tire. I mean, I knew it was low, but it was just really heads up. You know, it's that kind of we've got each other's back mentality that makes me smile about this place. Thanks a ton to that kind stranger, and thank you for listening. Please do connect at HumboldtLastWeek.com. There's a ton of ways to connect there, and you can even check out new music playlists there. Again, HumboldtLastWeek.com. Thanks again to Bongo Boy Studio for sponsoring this episode. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Humboldt Last Week.